Hello, hi everybody. Welcome to Football in General. This is Rob Kays. And Trevor Koppel. Trevor, the season is upon us. It's happening right now. We're watching the game as we record. It's just a glorious day to be alive, to be American. And if I could, I'd make a, uh, an eagle sound. <laughs> to show you my... Yeah, right? <laughs> there it is. There it yeah. is. <laughs> What's your takeaway from uh, the first half of the season so far? <laughs> it's gonna well, it's. I, I got to tell you, I, I've been excited. You know, I've been drafting fantasy teams all week, signing up for NFL pickums. Uh, we got a good taste of college football last weekend, but the NFL season has finally begun. No more fluff or hype on these off the field situations that are mostly speculation. It's real football now. Excited. Football. <laughs> Reminds me of that Family Guy sketch, and like John Madden's just being like, "Whoa!" He's just got his hands in Pat Summerall's face the whole time. Yeah. It's happening, buddy. It's yeah. happening. It's ten nothing <laughs> Buffalo right now. Um, if I had to make a call based on what I've seen so far, LA's not making the Super Bowl. So there it is. There's the hot take. <laughs> They're going to go in seventeen. You heard it here first. In, uh, um, in twenty five minutes <laughs> of regulation, we are. Uh, pulling the plug on the uh, 2022 Rams. Yeah, that's it. That's it. I'm done with them. Cooper Cup's not. He's, he sucks as he catches a touchdown. Literally. Uh, he scores. <laughs> 10-7. 10-7. Um, just the, I mean, obviously we can't go like full speculation here, but just based on like first, first impressions, Buffalo looks really good on defense. I think their secondary is a little vulnerable, but I think anytime you put Cooper Cup against anybody, I mean, it's going to be tough. He's going against a, a rookie. Kyrie, right. So, I, I mean, I don't have the stats here in front of me, but I, I believe yeah. both teams have at least one sack and at least one interception. Um, I, I wasn't that. sure if, if if both of those turnovers were interceptions or if one of them was a strip. Uh, but uh, but yeah, this is uh, this is really exciting football. They always try to give us a good matchup with the uh, with the first game of the season, and. Uh, you know, it's it's not necessarily my prediction, but I don't think anybody would be all that surprised if we fast forward to the Super Bowl and we're watching these two teams play each other again. Yeah, no question. I think there's a real potential for them to play again. Um, yeah, I, you know, as long as L.A. doesn't uh, predictably go 0-17, like I think they will. So <laughs> I think I think they'll be all right, though. Let's just let's just say they got the right guys at the right helm. Um how about the rest of the games this week? What before we get into them and start talking about fantasy and everything else, um, I want to ask you: What's your first take of the games? Do you think this is a good slate in week one? Did we did did Goodell get it right, or is he still a clown? No, I I mean I'm very excited for this lineup this weekend. Uh, there's some really exciting games, uh, a couple of really good revenge games that are going to be fun to watch, um, and then you know as, as always this time of year, so many. Uh, you know, drafts and, and off-season acquisitions that uh, a lot of these teams have changed. And, uh, you know, there's there's already at this point been endless speculation, uh, even, you know, you know how, how everybody thinks each division will finish top to bottom. Uh, week one should give us a lot to revise those predictions on um, because, uh, you know, who knows what the – uh, you know, this is not on its surface a compelling matchup, but uh, I, I would be tough. It would be tough for me to predict Jaguars Commanders because um, uh, both these teams are going to be very different this year. I don't think either one is really. Uh, I don't think either one of these teams are going to make the playoffs. Uh, but uh, 
but they're both going to be a lot different this year, and it's going to be interesting to see which one of these teams gets the upper hand. It's funny that you ask, how can I predict it? Will we won't. <laughs> <laughs> so, so that's the answer. How will you? You don't have to worry about it. There's no answer. You don't have to. It's as simple as that. And I'm sure it's the best thing you've heard probably since that football was coming back on Thursday. Is that fair to say? That you don't have to talk about the Jaguars or the Commanders today? <laughs> uh, anyway... <laughs> Uh, I'll, I'll mention some fantasy studs and duds and things like that in and out of every game. The format's going to be different this year because, as we found out last year, people who stuck on and listened to all 16 predictions every week, we appreciate it. It was exhausting for your boys over here. I know you don't care about us. We have souls. We're not just football robots, although we could be. Uh, replaced by robots someday. I assume all podcast people are replaced by robots because who wants to listen to somebody who's inaccurate most of the time, right? right. So... Um, this year, we're going to do it a little different. We're going to take eight games. We're going to pick them. I'm going to give you fantasy football information for them and then sort of clean up the, the cabbage that's, that's left over, the muff cabbage. And then uh, <laughs> from there, uh, we'll mention anything else that kind of comes up to it in an hour's time. I think that will give us plenty of show and it will be more compelling. I think that's, that's kind of fair to say, Trev. Is that, is that how you feel as well? Yes, I, I'm so excited to get through some of these matchups. And get through we shall, uh, not through the Commanders and Jaguars, though, because there is no getting through that. That requires Tylenol and probably some sort of uh, morning after pill. So with that being <laughs> said, <laughs> ouch, <laughs> uh, I'm on it this, this, this year, buddy. It's, it's week one. I'm ready to go. So that being said, let's start talking about week one. Um, there's no way we could predict the rest of this game because by the time you listen to this, we, the first official game will be over. So let's talk about... One of the 10 a.m. matchups here on the West Coast. If you're on the West Coast, if you're like me, you live in Arizona, you're not on a coast, you're landlocked, but you're still on the West Coast time, 10 a.m. is the best time to watch a football game. Drive your 11 11 a.m. up there in Denver, correct? Oh, yeah. Oh, man. It doesn't get any better than that. You just wake up, you flip an omelet, you start watching football. It's unbelievable. So we'll start off with San Francisco 49ers versus Cincinnati Bears. Well, they haven't had... They don't have two teams in Cincinnati. They got one in Cincinnati, one in Chicago. Chicago Bears, seven-point seven, seven point favorite to San Francisco, 40-and-a-half over under. Great weather in Chicago, man, 73 degrees. 49ers on the road. Justin Fields, I think his official come-out party. What do you think? So this, this is a really interesting game uh, because uh, this is kind of a make-it-or-break-it year for Justin Fields. Um I don't know how optimistic I am uh, uh, looking at, at the roster. But uh, also, we're going to get the uh, week one Trey Lance uh, trying to uh, hold on to his job. A lot of people are predicting he won't be the starter come the end of the season. Um, uh, but that, that's a whole lot of uh, speculation on uh, the Jimmy Garoppolo situation. Uh, I do favor San Francisco in this one. Uh, I think that this uh, the, the 49ers might be the most underrated team in the NFC. Uh, they they really have a, a, a really strong roster, and if they if they could if they could bring in a Matthew Stafford or a Tom Brady or a Russell Wilson, the way all these teams are are bringing in a uh, proven veteran quarterback, uh, I think the 49ers might be unstoppable. But as the situation is, they're going to have to rely heavy on a dominant defense and a relentless run game. Uh, but uh, but that's why I expect to see. And I think uh, I think of course their uh, 
their wide receiver, Debo Samuel, is going to be a big part of the run game. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I like the 49ers in this. I, uh, I think I am going to have to take them to beat the spread, and I am going to take the over on the 40 and a half. Yeah. 40 and a half. <clears throat> Excuse me. I think you're going to see a lot of low spreads this week. This is just sort of my analysis on this. Um, I'm not sure why. I'm curious about this, too. This isn't just in regards to this game, but the low spreads, considering we had a full off season, we didn't have COVID affecting anything. The preseason looked pretty, uh, what's the right word, um, copacetic compared to other preseasons in the past. Why do you think there's so many low spreads, though? I feel like offenses are going to get off to a way better start. That's just my opinion. Of course, it's 10-7 at the half of the game playing now, but, <laughs> you know, I, yeah, that's well, what I personally it's, think. It, it, it's kind of that that thing that happens every year at week one. Um, you start to see, you know, which teams are, are coming out of the preseason uh, firing on all cylinders and which teams, you know, you know they're still, still finding a, a rhythm, still putting, putting all the pieces in place. Um, uh, early in this game, it started to look like we were going to see a lot of penalties. That's kind of cooled off, which is, you know, good for for watching the game. But uh, but there, I, I mean, I, I do think there'll be a lot of penalties this weekend, and uh, some of these games might not be quite as high scoring as we hope. Uh, but uh, you, you just don't know until they get out there if they're ready. Fair enough. <clears throat> um, they say. Week one's an extension of the preseason. Do you think that has any effect on the spreads and whatnot? I mean, I, I don't really know how much that factors into the to the Vegas line. You sound like um, Bill Belichick right now. Right, right. Well, that you was know. a that was a Bill Belichick answer. We got we got a lot we got a lot in common. You know what I mean? We're both devastatingly handsome, um, and we Successful. both like football. Uh, right. <laughs> both won six Super Bowls. Both have a yacht. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Okay. Right. Um, but, uh, no, I, I mean, I think that's going to factor into some of these games more than others. Um, you know, I, I don't want to jump into games that we're not planning on talking about, but, uh, you know, a lot of these uh, week one games are pretty evenly matched. Some of them, I think, will be quite lopsided. So uh, 49ers-Bears, I think, could end up pretty lopsided. I, I think that the hmm. 49ers are ready I think they're going to dominate. Um, I think the Bears, the Bears could could impress me. Um, the, the potential is there, but I just I haven't seen anything or or seen any real changes that lead me to believe that the Bears have stepped it up this year going into the season. Um, I, I could be wrong, but uh, but I really don't. I, I mean, my money's on the 49ers to beat the spread. I'm taking the over. Uh, and and it it might be because the the Forty Nine run away with this one. Look, I, I'm not going to pick many games today. This is just going to be the one I'm going to pick. <clears throat> and there's another one forthcoming, but I'm sure you know which team I'm going to be talking about because uh, I have a stake in them, not a literal stake, just a stake. So with that being said, I'm I'm going to challenge some of your. I'm going to challenge something here, Trevor. I'm going to say it's plus seven Chicago. I'm going to take Chicago here. I think coming out of home, Justin Fields, new new head coach, I think the defense is going to be more than ready than we think they're going to be for, for San Francisco. Um, I already talked about Eberflus the last episode. The episode before that, I don't know. We make too many of them, right? We've just been on the, on the, <laughs> just been on the airways for a year and a half. 
Um, <clears throat> I think he's going to get him ready. I think he's going to develop some of the, the young players on, on Chicago's defense. And I like Roquan Smith to come out and start playing with a with an edge. And I like uh, I don't like outside of Trent Williams, I don't think San Francisco has a great offensive line. And I think if you have a really good defensive line, we saw saw last year with L.A. There's a lot of there's a lot of opportunities to get after a young guy like Trey Lance, um, shake him a little bit. I'm taking Chicago plus seven, man. That, this is a game you can win money on. I'm going to take Chicago plus seven. I'll say it again. I'm so going to take Chicago plus seven. So you're taking them to beat the spread, not to win. No, I'm going to take them to win, too. Taking them to win. Yes. Yeah, I'm going to take them to win, and I think they beat that spread as well, 40 and a half. Okay, listeners, you can can go with Rob, or you can go with your boy Trevor. (laughs) Your boy. Uh, (laughs) You can go with the the devil, Bobby. (laughs) Or you can go with the handsome good guy, (laughs) Trevor. Um, I think out of all the games here, this is like if you're going to pick up um, um, an upset, this would be the one I would pick. So, not because well, I'm picking and, upsets, but I think there's and, a legitimate chance of them winning here. Well, and that's so. the thing. My, my gut doesn't go that way, but when you talk, you just said the word upset. And I feel like I haven't heard that word since last season. Uh, here it is. But, uh, but, man, week one, week one upsets, they're, uh, they're very possible. Um, and and <clears> the Trey, I think Trey Lance is the biggest factor in this possible upset. I don't, I don't think that they're – Bears are going to win, but uh, but yeah, you said it. The D line for the Bears, if they can get after this guy, uh, it could happen. It could happen. But uh, the other side of that would be the Bears finding some success on offense, and I just don't have a lot of faith. Fair enough. Let's go with my right. fantasy picks so we can move All on right. to the next game. We're going to keep Lane. an eye on it. We're going <laughs> <laughs> to keep an eye on this one. Yeah, there you go. There it is. <laughs> We can make shirts that would be on there. I don't know what else we've we've catchphrased over the years, but that would be on on there. So <clears throat> this is going to be different because we're week one. I'm going to go with a confidence rating, so one out of ten, right? There's no way I can say definitively we only have last season stats, which sometimes paint a story, but in this case, I'm just not going to go with them. It doesn't it doesn't tell who the sto- who the team is. <gasps> Excuse me, this year I have the hiccups. <laughs> Something's bothering me about talking about this game already. Okay, <clears throat> San Francisco. I'm going to go with my confidence rating. Seven and a half out of ten for Trey Lance to have a good fantasy game. Eight and a half out of ten for Elijah Mitchell. Uh, Debo Samuel's a nine. And I like Justin Fields at a seven and a half. David Montgomery at an eight. And Darnell Mooney at a seven and a half. Cole McCole Komet at a six and a half. Those are my ratings. Those are guys I would take a look at if I was looking at starting, if you had them on your team. Of course, you already know. I mean, there's no, there's no surprise there with George Kittle and Debo Samuel. I mean, they're going to get their fantasy points. But in this case, that's my rating. That that kind of gives you an idea of where they're going to sit, what what points they're going to get. So, right. and I give uh, Cole Komet a ten out of ten on Trevor's optimism scale because uh, this league needs more dominant tight ends. We need more tight ends that we can draft. Okay, I, so I I'm all about in, yeah. I'm all about these breakout tight ends. <laughs> Somebody cares about the tight ends in this in this league. By, by God. <laughs> And National Tight End Day is October 1st this year, so we need more, more tight ends to celebrate, more tight ends. What Heck better yeah. way to have George Kittle National Tight End Day Presidente versus new inductee Cole Komet into the National Tight End Association? Give him a round of applause, <laughs> you know? So um, I can only hope that he capitalizes on the high expectations I set for him for my fantasy football team, but we'll see what happens. Now we've gone about 10 minutes on a Chicago Bears game. I never thought I'd say that. 
Pittsburgh at Cincinnati, uh, a six and a half point favorite to Cincinnati. It's a little heavy in my mind. It's over under forty four and a half. Why do I feel like Pittsburgh's being underestimated this year, and they're going to be much better with Mitch Trubisky than yeah. Walrus Whale Whale Person they had last year? I feel the same way. I, I understand favoring the Bengals at home uh, <clears throat> with everything that they have working for them. Um, uh, with a team like this, it's more about what hasn't changed than what has changed. Um, you know, uh, uh, the the the, uh, the Steelers have certainly made some some adjustments this year. Uh, they're bringing back a really tough defense. Um, they've got the Mitchell Trubisky experiment at quarterback. Um, so, I I I this is this is a game that uh, yeah I give this a strong upset possibility. Um, it's a, it's a division game, so I think it'll be close. Uh, I think the six-and-a-half-point spread is a little much. So uh, I would take the Steelers to cover, even though I don't think I – I think I take the Bengals by a field goal here. Uh, so I would take the Steelers to cover. I do think it's going to go over the 44.5 over-under, but not by much. Um, I expect this to be a close game that gets slugged out somewhere in the 20s. Uh, that puts the over on that over under, but uh, man, the, the Steelers' defense is uh, not to be slept on, and uh, the it really come, for me it comes down to the Steelers' defense against the Bengals' offense, and the tipping point that might lead to the upset is uh, Najee Harris. Uh, he could be the deciding factor uh, in the Steelers having enough success to outdo the Bengals. Um, but yeah, this this is an exciting game to tune in for. Uh, it might be my favorite uh, uh, early game this weekend. The black and blue division is back, buddy. Do you remember the Do you remember the black and blue division, the uh, NFC Central <clears throat> in the nineties? That's right. The Detroit, uh, Green Bay, Tampa, Minnesota, right? Uh, yep. I'm sure there's somebody else in there. I'm forgetting, but the it was a black and blue division, literally just hardcore. Run the ball, defense. I think the AFC North kind of has that this year. Uh, this is a black and blue game. So with that being said, who am I going to pick to say have the best game? Well, Najee Harris, give him a 9.5 out of 10. Biggest grade so far. Deontay Johnson, a 9. For the confidence scale, Joe Mixon, probably about a 9. Jamar Chase, nine, 9.3. Let's give it that because he's going to have to go up against. Uh, they still got Joe Hayden in Pittsburgh. Am I crazy? You think Joe Hayden still plays? Anyway. No, I think so. Okay. But no, I, I I do think that uh, I have a little more confidence in Najee Harris than Joe Mixon. I think Joe Mixon's in line for another big year, uh, but uh, this <clears throat> Steelers defense uh, pretty stout against the run. The uh, the second layer there is is really good at getting up into that that uh, scrum and, and plugging the holes. Um, if uh, if Joe Burrow can really get things going through the air, it, it may open up lanes for Joe Mixon. But I think Joe Mixon's success in this game is going to be to get him involved in the perimeter, uh, get him in space, because uh, it's going to be hard to run between the tackles against the Steelers. Yeah, I, I don't disagree with that. I, I do think it, it's going to be hard to run against them any way you put it. But I think the offensive line that's been improved with um, several key additions, Leo Collins and Al. Ted Karras from New England for Cincinnati. Um, I think they're going to be better. Uh, I mean, they were terrible in the Super Bowl. 
So they, they don't have much to go up against in terms of uh, precedent. But I think they're going to be much better. I think Joe Mixon is going to be in space. I think they'll get him out and sort of line him up in the slot and sort of involve him a lot in those passing games. I think Joe Burrow kind of having a tough game here, though. I, you said in the 20s? I, don't think, I think that means he throws a couple picks. So I'm going two picks, two touchdowns for Joe Burrow. I give him like a 6.5 confidence rating. And then I think another guy that's going to have a big game, T. Higgins. Uh, he looked really good in the Super Bowl. Jamar Chase looked great. Those two guys lining up, crossing one another on the outside, the X receiver, I don't know who can really cover that in the league, you know? Right. Um, well, so, and, and Higgins, I think uh, Higgins and Chase might go uh, might go even on targets and catches um, where, uh, where Jamar Chase gets a little bit of an edge in fantasy is the yards after catch. Um, but I do like yak. Higgins a lot, especially in a PPR league. Yak, 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 yak. Yes, yak, 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 yak. Yak, 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 yak. That's why I, I like Mixon here, too, because they put him in space. He's going to be catching some passes. That's PPR magic right there. So, um, yeah, uh, T.J. Watt is hurt. He's going to play. I, I'm just curious how that's going to affect Pittsburgh. And then, of course, you got Cameron Hayward, the old stalwart there, still playing. Um, yeah, t- t- Pittsburgh's defense is really good. They're definitely like a wild card team this year. I-, I think people really underestimate what Mitch Trubisky can do. He's going to make that offense so much more dynamic because he can at least move in the pocket. They can they can do RPOs. That's why I like Najee Harris too here too. Keep an eye on Mitch Trubisky because he's not somebody you could pick up today or should pick up today. But he's going to be a free agent and he could be. Like Daniel Jones last year, sneaky good in the first six weeks of the season, and then just completely shit his pants. Whoops, poop his pants. <laughs> Sorry <Right>. about that. <laughs> it's been one of those days at the grind here today. So just keep an eye on Mitch Trubisky. And uh, with that being said, we'll keep an eye on this moving forward. So move, moving forward to New England at Miami. This is a uh, 46.5 point over-under. Seems kind of high for both these teams, but nonetheless, 3.5 point favorite to Miami. Really weird storylines coming out of New England. They flew down to Miami this week. Um, they're almost got landed on by a plane <laughs> coming going to one of the practice fields. They had to wheel in field goal posts. Uh, kind of wacky stuff in New England. We talked about the coaching stuff last week. It's just sort of being a head scratcher. What do you is this game a head scratcher? Can you call this straight? What do you think? So th- this game is uh, it's really intriguing for a lot of reasons. Um, I, I don't think the Patriots should be written off the way I've, I've been hearing some some people write. I, I almost feel like you're you're just jinxing the Patriots into another playoff berth if you're sure they're going to finish third in their division. Um, you talking to me? But uh, <laughs> what's that? So you talking to me? No, I'm I'm talking. I know that's not you. Uh, that's I'm what talking I said last like, week. Oh really? Okay. Yeah. Well then, then yeah, I am talking to you and Colin Cowherd and. And everybody else that has an opinion on on the uh, AFC East, but uh, this this is gonna. I'll, I got to be honest. The exciting thing in this game is Tyreek Hill and uh, what what kind of potential he has on this team. Uh, it's it's a big change from Kansas City and Patrick Mahomes. Um, Tua Tagovailoa at this point has not lived up. To the expectations, he, he's he's not fizzled out yet, but uh, this is kind of a I don't want to sound like a broken record, but this is make it or break it again for this quarterback. So so this is a big year for Tua. He's got arguably the the most compelling uh, wide receiver 
uh, weapon in the league, in my opinion, uh, just in terms of, of what he can do. I mean, he might not be the best route runner. He might not even have the best hands, but he is undisputably the best deep threat in the league. Um, there's just no no arguing that right now. So what that means for for his personal production on, on offense and what it means for opening up the rest of the field to, to people like Mike Gusecki. Uh, I think Mike Gusecki might be underneath a lot of people's radars and, and how much uh, less attention he's going to have when, when Tyreek Hill's taking two, two DBs deep on every play. So, uh, yeah, this, it's going to be really interesting. And, and, man, you hear so much talk about the uh, the Dolphins camp and preseason and their practices and it's you know oh it's you know if you listen to Tyreek Hill it's amazing and if you listen to some of the the other skeptics that that say it's just it's it's not there um, so I'm looking forward to finding out for myself what the potential is there. Likewise, something we'll monitor moving forward. Um, Tyreek Hill in this game, I mean. <clears throat> Wow. I, I don't know if you're New England, how you cover him. So they're going to put Jonathan Jones on him on the outside. Uh, Jonathan Jones is a slot slot corner. Who, he just happens to be very fast, one of the fastest players in the NFL, going against the fastest player in the NFL, arguably. Um, <clears throat> Jonathan Jones and Devin McCourty are going to play zone on Tyreek Hill. So like you said, it's going to leave Jalen Waddle open. They're going to have a good game for Mike Gusecki. I like starting all three of them because it's New England's defense. They, they're going to play a lot of zone this year, and they just don't have the personnel to move sideline to sideline. Um, they just don't. And so if you look at it from a fantasy perspective, you take those three guys, they don't got them on a team. You can, you can do a pick them with them. You do the daily fantasy. I would buy definitely Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddell. If you're in a PPR league and you had Jalen Waddell, I'd be very happy. I do. He's my flex because I'm smart. I drafted him. Told you. Told you to look at him. If you don't remember, huh. he did. Um, <laughs> in addition to that, I think I, I really like Chase Edmonds in this game, running back. Um, it, it's going to be running back by committee. That's just the way that, that offense works for San, like San Francisco 49ers, Shanahan-type offense. <laughs> Excuse me. But I like him because they're going to get him in space. He's a really fast guy. Um, I just New England's speed on defense has got to be near the bottom of the league. Like and you're going against the fastest team in the league. Those four guys would be like starters for me on New England side. I don't know how this is going to look. Their offense has looked absolutely terrible, and they have to get out to a fast start. And it has to be competitive. Even if they lose, they have to put up points. I, I don't. If they keep running the zone stuff they've been running, I, I uh, this isn't going to be a very good game for them. But I don't know, man. If there's any time to implement what you were doing before when McDaniel's was here. It's this week, because you can't lose week one, arguably. They have to get to a fast start. It's just they need the confidence. Um, I know they started off 0-1 last year and ended up making the playoffs at 10-7, but uh, it's just, just a different year for them. I mean, every year is different, obviously, you could say. But in this case, they need Mac to get going, and um, I, I think it's just going to be tough. They never play well in Miami. Luckily, they've been there for five days and almost got killed by a plane. But um, there's... I guess optimism, this might be the year, but I'll take Miami, too. Regrettably. <sighs> anyway. <laughs> uh, trying to get out my, uh, my kinks here. I'm trying to work through these cognitions in my brain, you know. This is therapy <laughs> for me. Okay, let's move on to the game of the week, man. Arizona at uh, Kansas City. I'm trying to figure out what this spread is. One second. Okay. 53.5 over under. 
Boy, that's gonna be, it, it, it will probably be a high-scoring game, too. I, I kind of go with this. Uh, plus six to Arizona. So, what, they're a six-point underdog? Is that what that means? Yeah, yeah. Oh, Kansas boy. City is yep. favored by six. Six. That's okay. Well, there's okay. Well, let's talk about it. I mean, that that, that spread is awfully high considering. Um, Arizona started hot. Started hot the last two years in the beginning of the season. I, why should we think this is going to be any different? I mean, they've they're more no, loaded. I, <laughs> you I know? think uh, I think this is a game where both teams have some interesting additions in in their wide receiver group, uh, and, and for the Chiefs, a notable subtraction. Um, they are without Tyreek Hill, but they're bringing in, uh, uh, is it Valdez Scantling? Yeah. So they've got Valdez Scantling. Uh, they, I know they brought in another guy. They're hoping to help replace the speed that they lost. Mm-hmm. Um, but then also the Cardinals have uh, Hollywood Brown, Marquise Brown, uh, back with his uh, Kyler Murray. It was his college quarterback at Oklahoma University, Boomer Sooner. Uh and so it, this is going to be a really interesting one. I do think that there's going to be a lot of passing and a lot of scoring in this game. Um, but, yeah, the Cardinals at home, I, uh, I think this is the upset that I'm going to go with. Um, I've talked already about a couple of, of upsets that wouldn't surprise me, uh, but I'm going to take the Cardinals in this game. Yeah, the Cardinals at home. They're always hot in the early part of the year. I, I, I'm really confused about where Vegas is seeing this. But you went in over 53.5 too? Or did you go? So 53, I'm going to take the over on that. I do think that this is going to be a high-scoring one. But, I mean, I, I think the Cardinals take this by a touchdown. Okay. Um, yeah. It's, I, it's, it, it's, Kansas City's in a weird spot here. This is like an, a week one trap game, if there ever has been one. You know, right? Right. Um, well, and and in their division, uh, this wouldn't be as horrible as a division loss, but uh, but right. also in that division, <clears throat> every game counts towards that total record because uh, uh, you know it, it would not be hard to imagine that three of the teams from the AFC West make the playoffs, uh, but whether or not you're uh, a division winner or uh, uh, always on the road wild card comes down to games like this uh so this is an important game for the chiefs but i i think it's going to be a heartbreaker I, I think i like the cardinals at home in week one yeah i i like your, your logic on this one and so for me to justify that that's kyler murray that's marquise brown that's um some of the other guys i mean uh what rondell moore they're going to get him involved a lot sort of like they do with Debo samuel and in, in san francisco um and then obviously Kansas City got the old the old comers right Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey and you, Juju I think it will have actually have a pretty good opening day game here keep an eye on Sky Moore he's a rookie from from Central Michigan um, I really like his size I think they could get him involved too they go four wide sets quite often and Kelsey is usually one of those wide, those wide receivers but because of the way they 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 run their personnel um, they're gonna get a lot of speed on the field. They score a lot. I mean, I think Kansas City might score a lot of points here, even without Tyree Kill. Uh, be, maybe they figured out Mahomes. It's possible the league's figured him out. It's probably no, not possible, I, though. <laughs> I like it. Um, uh, Juju so. Smith-Suster, you said his name. Uh, that's definitely who I who I was thinking of. So yeah. with uh, Valdez-Scantling and Schuster, um, they, they certainly still have a pretty stacked wide receiver core, even without Tyree Kill. Um, and then uh, I think the, the guy I want to throw out that we haven't mentioned yet is uh, – Another one of my tight ends, Zach Ertz. 
Yeah, Zach Ertz. Um, um, it, it, yeah. This is just this is why I got to take the over on this fifty-three and a half. Uh, I, I really think we're going to see some big plays through the air, yak, 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 yak and uh, and in the end, I, I think the Cardinals are going to walk away in a high-scoring game victorious. That's that's big-time fantasy, man. You got yak, you got fantasy points. There you go. This is a, this is the game where if you got guys on this on either team, I'd start them. Oh yeah, <laughs> it's start as simple as that. Start no. your hide your wife, hide your kids. Start your Chiefs. Right. Start your start Cardinals. Your Chiefs. There you go. <laughs> okay. Moving on, the Las Vegas Raiders take on the L.A. Chargers, a three-and-a-half-point favorite to L.A. Chargers over under 52. Man, two just super high-scoring games going back-to-back, basically the same time zone. If you got two TVs, help put it, put it on. If you got three, put on the same game on two ones. If you got four, uh, I don't know, put on SpongeBob or something. You're going to need something to kill, to just chill on, you know? Um, right. Yeah, what do we think about This is interesting. This is a rematch of the last game of last season. Two teams that know each other really well. We get to figure out what the AFC West looks like right off the bat. Here it is. Here's one of the marquee matchups we're looking to see. So this so. this is a huge week one game, big division game, uh, in the toughest division in the in the league right now. Uh, whoever loses this game is going to be, in my opinion, chasing the Broncos, uh, and and the Chiefs might be right down there with them if we if we called the last game correctly. Uh, so this is huge. Um, bo- both of these teams have uh, a stacked roster, just like the uh, other two teams in their division. Um, and uh, I really feel like, in the, I, I mean, I, 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 I hesitate to oversimplify it like this, but in a lot of ways it does come down to Derek Carr, Justin Herbert, Patrick Mahomes, and Russell Wilson. Um, and so... That's what I expect in this game is, you know, is uh, Justin Herbert going to slip up? Is Derek Carr going to regress? Um, are we going to see a better Derek Carr than we've ever seen with uh, uh, with his old uh, college wide receiver? Um, Devontae Adams. Devontae yeah. Adams. Yeah. Uh, so, so it's really, really one of the compelling, you know, it's, it's not just that it's a great uh, uh, division matchup in the best division in football, but uh, – Devontae Adams uh, catching the ball from, uh, in his words, another future Hall of Famer, I think it was what he went on the record saying, um, which is uh, nice to, to say about your quarterback. And it's certainly not too late for Derek Carr to put together a Hall of Fame career. But uh, in that regard, broken record, this is a make it or break it year for Derek Carr, if that's the kind of quarterback that he's trying to be. And that's, the, that's definitely the quarterback the Raiders want him to be. Uh, and the potential is there. They they bring him in uh, the best possible weapon they could probably go get him. And uh, and yeah, I'm excited about this. I I like the Raiders on the road in this one. I'm p- picking another upset here. Yeah, it's not a, not a week where you want to start either defense. I think that's fair to say. You know. Yeah. And with that said, I mean it's an obvious. Devontae Adams can have a big week one. I don't care. They don't have J.C. Jackson out there week one for L.A. Even then, so um, who's the number one corner? I, I think Jackson's number two. I don't remember who's playing number one corner there. Uh, but anyway, Derwin James, safety just got paid. Um, I just I don't see him. Yeah, I don't I, I don't I don't see anybody stopping Devontae Adams in week one. I, I don't see it. Sorry, I'm messing around with my cat. I don't see it. So um, him, Austin Eckler, Mike Williams. If you're trying to tell me LA's not going to win. At least twelve games this year. I think you're crazy. You know. Oh yeah. 
I think I think you're crazy. So I'll go with those. Sorry, I'm talking away from the mic. I'll go with those three guys, and then uh, for for the Vegas Raiders, I mean, obviously Devontae Adams. Um, Josh Jacobs might have a sneaky game. I don't think Chargers are really that formidable between the trenches. And I think Vegas has a bad offensive line, but just good enough where they can open up some holes. So, uh, yeah, I think, uh, I think Josh Jacobs is a little dependent on how balanced the Raiders are going to be on offense. Um, if they can keep things balanced, uh, I think uh, Josh Jacobs could be in for uh, an unusually big game uh, compared to his, uh, his year last year. Um, but uh, another guy I really like, especially in PPR leagues, is Hunter Renfro. Yeah. Um, I know some people have cooled a little bit on him because of the Devontae Adams addition. Um, I, I certainly expect Devontae Adams to soak up more of the touchdowns. But ultimately, uh, Renfro I already saw as a PPR guy. And when it comes to that, I think his stock goes up with somebody like Adams for the, for the defense to worry about. Um, I do think Carr is, is capable of spreading it around. And, uh, uh, you know, Renfro might not be finding the end zone all that often, uh, maybe even rarely. But I think he's going to get 10 targets a week and a bucket of points for PPR owners. So I go. like him. Yeah, yeah me, me too. I like him. Definitely that PPR role for sure. He's definitely a must start. No question. Especially without J.C. Jackson. I don't know who they're going to put on him. I mean, Right. The guy just he runs the best routes in the NFL next to him and Stefan Diggs. Unbelievable, you know. Um, oh, yeah. Okay, uh, another potential shootout, another 425 game. This is Green Bay at Minnesota, over under 47, one and a half point favorite to Green Bay. Almost a pick 'em. No Devontae Adams. What is Aaron Rodgers going to do week one? Woo! Uh, uh, he's going to no ayahuasca. Lose. Okay, he's going <laughs> to. Sorry. Um, yeah, this uh, this is an easy one for me. Uh, definitely picking the Vikings to win at home opening the season. Um, I, I'm going to try not to, uh, to to go on for too long here, but uh, you know, Kirk Cousins finally has an offensive-minded head coach, uh, former Rams offensive coordinator. Um, so I, I'm very excited to see uh, what this does to open up uh, guys like Adam Thielen and Justin Jefferson. Uh, Justin Jefferson, uh, in an interview says that, uh, after working with Kevin O'Connell, that, uh, he understands that, you know, people ask, you know, how is Cooper cup always so wide? It's not just that he's great. It's that he's wide open when he gets the ball, even though the defense is no, he's the guy to shut down. And, uh, Justin Jefferson is giving that credit to Kevin O'Connell. He says he now understands why Cooper cup is always open and whether that means, you know, Justin Jefferson's going to always be open uh, I, I think Adam Thielen is a little more comparable to uh, to Cooper Cup when it comes to the uh, precision route running. But uh, the two of them on a Kevin O'Connell offense, I think, are going to be really dangerous. And then with, with uh, Cook and Madison as the one-two punch out of the backfield, uh, I'm very excited for the Vikings offense this year. Uh, they, they got a little stronger on defense as well. Uh, some of the recent additions to the O-line are starting to really pay off. Christian Derrissaw is coming into his own. I really like the Vikings in this game, and I don't think it's just my bias that's talking there. So that's, uh, that's my take. I'm taking uh, Vikings to upset at home against the Packers, who, uh, whose aging quarterback is already complaining about uh, his untalented wide receiver core. So 
So there I'm you have gonna, it. <laughs> oh, there you have it. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna extend this more than it needs to. It's just gonna be obvious. Kevin O'Connell is a great offensive coach. Therefore, there's gonna be a lot of great offensive players underneath them. Uh, I think the 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 impact's gonna be quick. So all off, all offensive players basically for Minnesota is where it's starting. I think the guy you want to keep an eye on from week to week though is KJ Osborne. He's a slot receiver. He saw him come on heavy last year, especially when uh, Thielen got hurt. Um, Thielen's not getting any younger, of course, and that, he's still a red zone target. But at the end of the day, I think KJ Osborne is going to take over some some snaps and some targets from him. Flipping over to Green Bay, um, Aaron Jones. I mean, he's just going to get a lot of volume. They're going to spread the ball around to everybody else to figure out who this number one receiving receiver is. So I don't expect like a big game, particularly from one receiver on Green Bay. It's just going to be guys who are getting catches here and there, and they're just trying to get everybody warmed up. I and mean, it's a 17 game season. So, yeah. um, but a guy to keep an eye on. Romeo Dobbs, uh, if there's one guy he, that Aaron Rodgers didn't complain about, was him. Uh, he looked great in preseason. I think by all accounts, what I was reading is that he's a potential number one receiver. So right now, we're trying to guess who's going to have the best week in fantasy. It's hard to say. We don't have any stats. So I want you to take a look at some guys week to week and say, is this somebody that's worth picking up on a flex? Or right. if, it's a, if it's a pay situation where you're paying a dollar for somebody, um, Romeo Dobbs could be worth your dollar this week right Just so i mean I, I do like uh aaron Rodgers as a as an rb1 uh but uh mostly aaron with, sorry aaron jones yeah. thank you yeah. did i say rogers my bad okay. uh enough. so uh but but a, a lot of the other targets are i think are worth stashing uh and and you might not be able to you know alan lazard should be stashed somewhere um but also sammy watkins could turn out to be the guy you just don't know um, so I like stashing some of these Packers wide receivers to find out who uh, Aaron Rodgers' uh, uh, go-to guy is going to be this year. Uh, we talked earlier about uh, people calling uh, Rodgers a bust, and if you think he's going to bust, you're already sleeping on him. Um, Aaron Rodgers isn't going away. He's not going to go 13 wins this year, I don't think, but he's he, in fantasy world, he's still going to be relevant. Um, maybe not the best start week one. Uh, but uh, but uh, those guys will emerge in the coming weeks. Um, another guy I like though, tight end, uh, Irv Smith Jr. This could be this could be his time in a in a more dynamic Vikings offense. So I really like the Irv Smith Jr. start. Okay, uh, moving on. Right, Cleveland, Carolina. We're just gonna get to some quick like <laughs> the revenge games because they're very interesting, although probably lopsided completely. Cleveland at Carolina, uh, one and a half point favorite to Carolina. That's a little bit short on that end. I feel like Carolina should be favored a really? lot higher I'm, because of I'm, Jacoby Brissett being a quarterback, 41 and a half over under. Um, yeah, a little weird. I wonder if just because there's so much turmoil in Carolina, we just really don't know what they have. Or McCaffrey, is he even going to be good? We'll see if he's going to come back full yeah. healthy. And Yeah, no, it's, a I, it's a little weird. I'm seeing, uh, I'm seeing an even line and a 42 over under. Uh, very close oh, to what you said. But uh, but yeah, I uh, in this in this uh, game it's easy. I'm taking the Panthers at home. Uh, you know, say what you will about Baker Mayfield, he's a very emotional player. Um, he he almost needs to be disrespected to to play his best game, and uh, and I I think he's gonna make the Browns cry uh, oh. Sunday. I really do. Um, uh, I'm not jumping on any kind of Panthers bandwagon. I'm not trying to pile on to the Browns, but uh, that's the way I see this one going. I think the Browns are going to get 
slapped around on Sunday. Hot takes coming in week one. Look out. Oh. Um, look, I, I think at the end of the day, like, it's not going to be – well, I, it will be close until Carolina, Carolina pulls away. I just don't have any faith in Jacoby Brissett to put up any real numbers on offense. And at the end of the day, this could be an under, <laughs> a 41-and-a-half. This could be an under. It could be significantly under. We'll find out. But that's why I like Nick Chubb. I like Kareem Hunt. I like Dearness Johnson. Um, it's a that's a deep pick on Dearness Johnson, but um, they have to run the ball a lot in the first couple weeks of the season, uh, seven or eleven, whatever weeks they're going to have to run it. I think Cleveland's defense is just going to be gassed. Um, McCaffrey, yeah, coming back. I, another team I don't see having a lot of sideline sideline speed in terms of their linebackers, their safety core. Carolina, man, they're gonna they're gonna win at least one game. It's going to be this one. That's right. That's right. <laughs> that's, that's for sure. <laughs> uh, you're not going to hear me take Carolina this strongly again this season. Right. Um, but I, I it, it's, it's. Uh, I'm very confident in this one. I'm taking the Panthers to win. Um, I do like your take on the under, uh, whether it's 41 and a half or 42. Uh, I don't think the Panthers are going to be able to run up the score, and I don't think the Browns are going to be able to score very much. Uh, so I do like the under uh, with the Panthers winning. Likewise, Denver. Monday night football game, six and a half point favorite to Denver, over under 44 and a half at Seattle. It is Russell Wilson's homecoming, supposedly. And um, it's going to be interesting. I, I, I don't know how Den- how Seattle will keep up with, with, with Russ, but we haven't seen Russ on the field yet. So I don't even know what he's going to look like. It's actually it's probably one of the more intriguing mat- storylines for obvious reasons, but also just like showcases in terms of who is danger Russ Wilson <laughs> in no, this day and age. Uh, you know? Absolutely. Um, this uh, this this is the Monday night game, and and in a lot of ways, this this is the most compelling story of the week. Um, and, and perhaps that's because I live in Denver and I listen to way too much sports radio. But uh, man, you're right. The Russell Wilson hasn't played a down yet for the Broncos, and a lot of people are making them division favorites. Uh, a lot of people around here are saying Super Bowl or bust, um, which is a tall order in the AFC on a brand new team. Um, but uh, there's a lot of confidence in the rest of the Broncos roster. Uh, there's a lot of people out there that think that they were a Russell Wilson away from being the best team in the league, and now they have him. Uh, so that combined with being on the road against the Seahawks, the team that uh, had somewhat of an ugly separation from their quarterback. Uh, we had a we had an ESPN article come out, I think it was yesterday, uh, two days ago at the time of this posting, uh, detailing that that it was worse than we thought. The the Seahawks have been trying to trade uh, Russell Wilson for four or five years. Uh, so it's uh, I think uh, I think this is going to be the uh, the soap opera matchup of the week. And I think it's going to get ugly for the Seahawks. They, I think they have a chance in this game. They could keep it close if they scheme correctly. Uh, but the way I see it, it's either going to be a close game where the Broncos win or it's going to be an ugly game where the Broncos run away with it. Yeah, yeah, that's, I think that's fair. I, I, I lean on more decided close because they kind of get everything together. Nathaniel Hackett's a very new coach. It, I, you know, they might even lose this game. To be honest, if no, you're no, no. At- it, 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 and that's that's one of the interesting things here. It, it's hard to imagine, but it is not impossible uh, that uh, 
that Russell Wilson isn't quite on the same page with his young but uh, dynamic receiver group and that, uh, and that the Seahawks get something going in the run game, control the clock, move the ball, put points up. Uh, but I, I think the Broncos have this one. Yeah, and, you know, the way I look at it is you got Geno Smith playing, playing against you. You probably have a pretty good chance to win regardless of if you're playing flag football or NFL football. So, um, I, yeah, I mean, it's an obvious start. For a lot of Denver offensive players, I just wonder. This, this screams under to me for some reason. I don't know why. No, but I, I, so I, I think just, this my is gut a, feeling. Yeah, I think yeah. this is a difficult over-under to pick, but I'm, I'm leaning under. Yeah. Uh, because I, I think, I think the Broncos are going to win this game. Uh, I'm very confident in that. Uh, I think the Seahawks are going to do everything that they can. You know, Pete Carroll is Pete Carroll. I think you're going to make it a difficult game for as long as they can. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're going to chew up clock. Uh, they're going to, they're going to stifle some of these Broncos drives because it's week one mm-hmm. and none of the Broncos starters have played with the exception of maybe Albert O. Uh, have played in the preseason. Uh, so so I think the Broncos are going to be a little – they're going to have to knock some rust off. I think they're going to be better in the second half than they are in the first half. Uh, and I think part of that's going to be the leadership of Russell Wilson. He is a leader. Um, you, you listen to his press conferences and, uh, and you hear what he has to say, and, uh, and he's a leader in the locker room and on the field. Uh, but uh, I, uh, I think I have to take the under on this one. And I want to take Denver to beat the spread. Definitely to win, but I think they win by seven points. It's a good point. Fantasy people, obvious here. I would say the only one to look at for just sort of an under-the-radar sort of guy, Rashad Penny. Uh, thought he finished last year fantastic, and I think they're going to run the ball a lot, especially with Geno Smith's Absolutely. Uh, liabilities. I don't know. Rashad Penny, anybody else that might be in that Seattle backfield, we just want to take a look at from week to week. Um, the Denver defense, I'd give it a big start because if we're going to under, I still feel like, you know, Geno Smith's going to throw an interception. There's going to be some sacks. Something's going to get kind of messy. Who knows? Maybe they play such conservative football that nothing happens. It's possible. Right. It's, no, I, I think the Seahawks will score very little, if at all. Um, I, I mean, I, I, I it, it's hard to ever at this point predict a complete shutout. They do happen. Uh, I, I do think the Seahawks will get on the board. But, uh, but, yeah, I think this is going to be a big day for the Broncos' defense. I think that's probably the best defense you could start this league this, this week is the Denver defense. And like I said earlier, ironically, if you're, it's another one of those if you're looking for an upset, if you're looking for just to bet some money on something and you end up winning a bunch, of, winning a bunch on, this might be, not be a bad game to bet an underdog on. It really wouldn't be. There's a lot of things that could really go wrong for, for Denver, and we know how veteran head coaches go against – they're old QBs and the new head coach. It never really works out, actually, right. the first time around. So, well, uh, in, in, the, uh, in the hard-to-picture possibility of the Broncos losing this game, uh, it would keep things a lot closer in their division, uh, uh, predicting that the Kansas City Chiefs and at least one of the Chargers or Raiders will lose. Um, but uh, I, think, I think if the Broncos struggle – that that's what it's going to be chalked up to is week one struggles. Um, I do think that this is the sort of, of upset that the Broncos would be able to put behind them and move on from and still have a really competitive season. 
Um, but yeah, I, 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 I just got to take the Broncos to win this game uh, by a lot, maybe by, <laughs> sorry, by a little, maybe by a lot. Okay. Uh, but uh, yeah, I'm thinking about a seven, seven to ten point victory is what I, I would predict here. So I, I take them to beat the spread. Um, I don't think the Seahawks are going to, I think they're going to be competitive. I don't think they're going to put a lot of points up. So I'm with you on the under there. Wow. Fawn Miller just got another sack for Buffalo, by the way. Um, anyway, so I'm going to go quick hit fantasy before you head off the air here. DeAndre Swift, an eight out of 10 for me in terms of going against Philadelphia. They're going to have a good defense here at Philadelphia. Um, they're going to run the ball a lot. If you watched, uh, what was it? Hard knocks. It's pretty obvious that they're going to be a hard nosed team. Um, Kenneth Gainwell for Philadelphia. I like him on some red zone goal line touches. Uh, Damian Pierce for Houston. He's an eight out of 10 for me. I think going against Indy, he's going to get a lot of playing, playing time. And there's really nobody else in the backfield that we would want to give the ball to. Let's be honest. Other than him, um, New Orleans, uh, Chris Olave first week. Um, not going to have a big first week, but I think in the next two or three weeks, you want to monitor him, keep him on the bench. If you drafted him late, I think it was a good pick. Kyle Pitts against New Orleans. I really like him. Uh, Demario Davis is really good in the middle there, but it has a really hard time covering sideline, sideline, these tight ends, man, especially him. Um, and then I'll give you two more and then we'll, we'll, we'll kind of convene here. Um, I'm, I'm a big Terry McLaurin guy. I still don't think Jacksonville has anybody to cover him. And, uh, yeah, him and Carson Wentz, I feel like are going to be a good matchup for each other, especially down the field. Um, he's a, just a guy that can run, man. He's a great route runner. He's, he's excellent going down the field, running those post routes and those deep cuts. Um, and here's a, here's one for it too. Um, Travis Etienne, we mentioned him in the preseason. If you didn't draft him, shame. <laughs> I think this guy has a lot of potential to be somebody who's going to go in and out of the backfield, line up at the slot, sort of be like that Alvin Kamara guy in the offense. Doug Peterson knows how to use these running backs. If you remember Chase Edmonds in that Super Bowl run for Philadelphia in 2017, that was that's kind of going to be Travis Etienne's role. And by the way, he's a lot better than Chase Edmonds. So James Robinson's coming back this week from a torn Achilles. He's going to start. He should be able to get a lot of uh, a lot of carries up the middle. So keep an eye on him. And then um, I'll give you one more. I'm sorry, I'm collecting, t- taking a deep breath, so I don't have a aneurysm here. Uh, we did skip Tampa Bay Dallas. We did skip oh it. Oh my gosh, we skipped you, that game. Yeah, give give uh, you got one uh, twenty seconds to make a pick here. Tampa Bay Dallas. All right. Fifteen and a so, half over under, two and a half to Tampa Bay. I'm taking Tampa Bay to beat the spread, and I'm definitely taking the under here. Um, I think fifty and a half points is a little silly high. Uh, for this matchup in a week one. Um, the Cowboys are a little uh, depleted uh, on offense. They're, in my opinion, they're somewhat lacking for weapons. Uh, that being said, C.D. Lamb is an obvious start. Um, the Buccaneers, though, I think they're going to control this game. I, I think they'll get out to an early lead and just kind of control the pace here. I like the Buccaneers to beat the spread and take the win. All right. And I'll take Julio Jones. He's a free agent in most leagues. He's like two dollars on DraftKings if I saw keep an eye on him um Chris Godwin Mike Evans they're all going to play Dallas CeeDee Lamb's going to get a lot of targets I I feel like this is a good good game for Tony Pollard because he's going to run in and outside the the tackle uh, the defensive tackles we all know how good Tampa Bay's defensive line is Uh, if there's any guy that can just get some yards and catch some balls and just be really involved in the offense for Dallas other than CeeDee Lamb. It's going to be Tony Pollard. And obviously you got Zeke, but I just think Tony Pollard is more dynamic and he adds more of a right. kind of a playmaking ability here. So. Right. And so honestly, in a, in a league, a fantasy league that's, again, starved 
for uh, reliable tight ends. Uh, you could start. He's certainly worth stashing. Rudolph, the red zone reindeer. Jinx. Uh, he's gonna be. He's gonna be the the next Gronkowski. No, he won't. But he's gonna try. Uh, <laughs> and we know that uh, Tom Brady knows how to use those uh, uh, tight ends in the red zone. Uh, so I do like uh, the potential there for uh, Kyle Rudolph. Okay, thanks for saying his name at the end. Because I'm like, I don't think anybody knows who you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, somebody, I just want to throw out, I know we're trying to wrap up here. Yeah, this, isn't a, this isn't a game we talked about. I, at this point, I'm pretty high on, uh, it's either Bryce or Brees. I think it's Bryce Hall. Brees Hall. Yeah. Brees Hall. There you go. Yeah. Brees Hall. Yeah. Um, I think that he could be the workhorse running back that the Jets offense desperately needs uh, to get going this year, this season. So... Uh, if you're looking for, I, I, he should be drafted. Um, but in my opinion, if you drafted him, I would start him this week. I'd, I'd start him most weeks, uh, just because uh, I, I'm not saying he's matchup proof, but I'm saying that like the Jets, the Jets need a guy they can hand it to 25 times, uh, or if they're going to get anything done this season. Uh, and I do think that Hall can be that guy. He was he really impressed me uh, at Iowa State. And, uh, and there you have it. I think you got to start him. Okay. I'm going to wrap it up here, folks. We'll be back next week. Week two. This week, this season's going to go by so fast. I feel like last year we were in, already in November. <laughs> by the time I feel like week three happened, it was crazy. Crazy. So, but enjoy week one of the NFL season. We'll post the, the link on all the Snapchats and the Twitters and the Instagrams and whatnot to follow us to listen to this podcast. There's no more family grills or cookouts. I hope your family enjoyed us the whole summer. Um, I'm sure mine did somewhere, New Hampshire. But nonetheless, um, give us a like, follow, subscribe, review, all the good things. Let us know because we're a great, this is a great show, right? Uh, we'll do the best we can show. to, right? I mean, this is just subjective opinion. I have no stake in this show, but I heard it's pretty good. <laughs> um, I, yeah, we'll do the best we can to, to pick as many games as we can. Maybe we'll fit some in at the end of the show if we're not going on too much on a fantasy thing. But good luck in week one. Enjoy the games. Until next week, we're out.